ready. That's, that's very, very loud. Everybody's going to turn down their volume. RIP headphone users. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm assuming he's talking about social media. So, well, well you got to introduce everybody. Yeah. You oh. know, welcome to entertain this podcast. All that kind of stuff. TV shows. Oh yeah. well, I'm the only one important. You've already said my name. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyways, you have me, the, the Mitch, the one who actually looks up and schedules stuff. Oh okay. And then you have Hayden and Tom. Okay, there we go. Anyways. On to our social media. <laughs> this is a podcast about oh, movies, TV, TV shows, and video games. Look, it's like episode, what, 58? <laughs> We're at 58. If they don't know by now. It could be a first-time listener. You never you know. Gotta be, you got to be courteous. You know? what They're if, about to find out. What if France guy goes to Germany and he wants to tell people from Germany about our, this cool podcast he's listening to? Well, then he's already told them, so they already know what it's about. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to our <laughs> listeners in Germany. <laughs> And France. Thanks, France guy. <laughs> yeah, our one France guy. I'm yeah. going to call him Jean-Luc from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have our entertainthispodcast.com, mm-hmm. which will also take you to our Facebook Entertain This Podcast group, our Entertain This page. Then we have our Twitter, which is entertain.this. We have our Patreon, which is patreon.com, entertain underscore this, and we mm-hmm. have our Twitch account. Mm. Also, we have our YouTube channel, which is entertain this, mm. exclamation point, not ellipses. Mm. No, not those evil Ohio people. We don't talk about those people. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I got punished. Yes. I had to watch a movie. A movie that began production in 1999 and premiered in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a bit of a delay. A little bit. It's called Delgo. It's considered to be one of the worst animated movies ever made. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Is up there. Did you watch yeah. the whole thing? I did. And how long were you holding on to this punishment and didn't since get to use day it? one? <laughs> since podcast episode numero uno, <laughs> and I got punished with it. But um, <laughs> it uh, it's pretty bad. It did win an award for best animated film in Brazil. Oh yeah. So there you go. I guess the competition must not have been steep that year. I don't know. I I hear that uh, from the film nerd circle that, of people that I know that Brazil actually has a pretty steep art-oriented um, film competition. But what, what is the premise of this film? All right, so there are uh, wizard lizards, and there are hairy, <laughs> hairy fairies, and they're at war with each other, like in a Romeo Juliet style. One of the wizard lizards and the hairy fairies fall in love with each other, and uh, yeah. But anyway, so the hairy fairies are bad. And I guess for the most part, considering that Delgo is the main character who happens to be a wizard lizard, um, he's terrible at his magic stuff. He only does like, he only fights people and he doesn't want to learn magic, whatever. Um, stuff ensues, bad guys, the hairy fairies, they, uh, they, they have like, they're trying to keep the peace with the, the wizard lizards, mm-hmm. <laughs> but... <laughs> But there's, like, you know, uh, a coup going on in the ranks. Um, 
the the king, his sister, I guess, wanted to dethrone him, kills the queen. Um, they chop off her wings, and then they banish her to, like, this place where these alligator-looking doom bad guys live. And she, like, convinces them to let her lead them. I don't know. And um, she has this evil castle out in the middle of nowhere. Then the general for the Harry Fairies is still loyal to her, or I guess the colonel, because the general is somebody different. Um, but the colonel, like, works with her to essentially cause a coup to happen. Um, he, like, prays in the general's gambling addiction and gets him to gamble something very important that causes him to be thrown into prison. Um, yeah. Then the the princess, the this is who has survived, you know, the assassination of her mom and stuff like that. She more or less, um, she's grown up and she's out playing or adventuring and she sees Delgo dangling from a cliff (laughs) (laughs) and she decides to rescue him, even though he doesn't want to be rescued by her, but he's going to die. So she rescues him and that begins to spark their, uh, romantic relationship. The Romeo and Juliet style relationship. Did you watch this with your kids? I watched a good bit with my son who could not sit still. So <laughs> that was probably the worst part is just trying to pay attention to this terrible movie and my son just bouncing off the walls, just <laughs> bored out of his mind. Um, the the end, the short of it is, is like there's a big battle that happens and everybody is okay in the end and the bad guy dies and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Massive fight, one person dies. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, the one Gets of the captured, one of the general on the good. I guess he would be the good guy. He ends up dying in the end, but um, whatever. Um, it's it's a pretty cliche, just st- standard stupid plot that <laughs> for some fancy, you know, whatever world and yeah. But any, the the worst part about it is the animation. Like they the they're very flat like, ugly-looking creatures, and they're hard to look at because they don't have any defining features. They are they have, like, very round faces with, like, flat noses and small beady eyes. Mm-hmm. So th- it's hard for you to pick up on their emote and so, stuff. So easy CGI rendering. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, they started this in 1999, you know. But they won an award. Uh, in Brazil. And then, um, you know, they, they, uh, they, they didn't finish this until 2008. Three years after famous people died, like uh, uh, Anne Bancroft, who was married to Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks, and John Vernon, who was um, he was the uh, he was the dean in uh, Animal House. Yeah, yeah, he was in um, Dirty Harry and stuff like that. Yeah. So, <coughs> yeah, this, double secret probation. Uh, this movie was dedicated to them <laughs> three years after they died. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was bad. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan was in it also. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, so when I watched this, I had to watch it on a YouTube video because that was the only thing that I could find to make it work. I couldn't get it off of Amazon. I was going to pay for it if I had to, and I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> so I found it on a, like this sketch YouTube, you know, dark network <laughs> channel. <laughs> this guy was playing it projected onto his TV in the back of his living room, and I had to watch it from like, I guess his couch or something like that. <laughs> so no wonder your your son wasn't interested. It wasn't no, even live. Like yeah, <laughs> it was just it was hard to watch. You know, you know I'm sure it would be t- terrible to watch in normal circumstances. 
But I also think that they like sped up the audio a little bit too, because there's no way they sound that stupid in this <laughs> film. Um, and it was it was pretty bad. Chris Kattan plays like the plucky side character for Delgo. Why and not? He's the most annoying character, <laughs> just falling down and just doing stupid stuff all the time, dropping things and getting in trouble. And, and he has like dumb one liners that you know are just they cringe and yeah. It, it 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 was like an amalgamation of every like standalone fantasy movie that never had like an origin story. It was just a bunch of like producers, no writers that got locked into a room and somebody held a gun to their head and say, "Come up with a movie now." Yeah. <laughs> and they did that, and then they uh, they just like like thought of other movies and they just tried their best to like how do we convert you know this plot device from. I don't know, Once in Future King into this movie or <laughs> Romeo and Juliet into this movie. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, and, I don't know. There, there was no originality into it despite, like, their names and what the characters were. So it was bad. Mm-hmm. I give it a 2, like 2.5 maybe. So this was definitely a punishment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. It's long, too. Unnecessarily fact, long. Your recommendation was to punish one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I came across the movie like two or three weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be a good one." And then Hayden brought up he had had it, and then when the time came, it's like, "I'm not going to get to watch this." <laughs> yeah, ha! It was bad. It's got Freddie Prince Jr. Um, what's her? What's Freddie Prince Jr.'s wife's name? I have no Jen- idea. Jeff Miss, Hewitt. Miss I'm going to say Mrs. Freddie Prince Jr. Jennifer, oh, that's his actual wife? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Didn't they get married at some point? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, well, anyways, uh, it was a $40 million movie. It made around $900,000. They couldn't even break a million. No. <laughs> this was a release in the theater stuff. So, yeah. This must have picked up good at the Razzies. Uh, I read a little bit about the production. It was filmed, well, I guess created in Georgia, and they used a lot of people from SCAD do the animation <laughs> so not a lot of good movies come out of scad they think that they're great film people but yeah. <laughs> um and they used uh some high school students to do all the acting to do the references so like the voice actors never acted anything they just voice recorded mm-hmm. and then they had like some kids just you know do the motions and stuff like that so they could reference it when they uh, animated it mm-hmm. so yeah this is before motion cap capture and stuff so it was bad it was, it was it was hard to watch so yeah glad i didn't have to watch it all right well if that's your punishment review we'll see what you get punished with oh wait you won't get punished no nope, it's tom's turn yeah it'll be me or tom no <coughs> so Probably we'll move on to movies which i had movies what'd you watch army of the dead bum 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 surprise surprise it's I, I liked it. It was pretty good. It's it's right now. It's sitting at like a seven point four on IMDb. Oh yeah, it just it, came out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> how'd, how'd you manage this? I, well, technically it's in theaters. Oh okay. But it comes out on Netflix tomorrow. Oh okay. So yeah, that that's how I saw it through the magic of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, now to start off with, I've looked up some information. This is actually isn't a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I figured. It's uh, it's, it'll kind of reference like things that happened, mm-hmm. but it's almost like in a in a joking manner that it references those things the, from the Dawn of the Dead movie, mm. like like it, you know what if this had happened, but this starts off where 
you have like this military convoy, which is driving down the road. They're transporting from this, a place that shall not be named, which they kind of reference to like area 51. Oh, okay. They had this big mm-hmm. shipping container. Well, this other person that's driving the opposite way down the road is not paying attention. They cause a wreck. The shipping container gets broken open. It has a zombie in it. And he starts killing some of the soldiers and stuff that were like injured in the crash. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it just happens to be right outside Las Vegas. So, so it, a it, car it, crash caused the end of the world. Yeah, like the zombie was being transpor- transported. And Don't text and drive. You might end the world. <laughs> the zombie was being transported, and then it crashed, and you, they, they're right outside Las Vegas. And in this you know, zombie world, they contained it to all in Las Vegas before it got too far mm-hmm. out. Somebody didn't do a proper con up. You need to have... Uh, that road closed. A primary, a contingent, an alternate emergency form of transporting. You would think with something like this. <laughs> yeah, just quoting military stuff. But uh, anyways, yeah. they end up like quarantining the city. They they have people that like send in military and stuff to go in to save people while they're trying to basically put this barrier up of it's pretty much just shipping containers that are like stacked on top of each other all the way around Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But uh. You have Dave Batista, which plays I forgot his character's name. <laughs> um, from Orbit. I don't remember the I don't remember the actual characters' names, but I remember the the, uh, the some Dave of the actors. Batista. Yeah, it was Dave Batista. Yeah. It's the same thing. But uh, you know, he's the main character. Um, in the very beginning, it kind of reveals some of his backstory. Like when uh, he goes in, and when he comes back out, like his his wife gets turned, like while you know, in the first few days right outside Las Vegas. And he ends up having to kill his wife right in front of his daughter. Mm. And so they kind of have a strange relationship through the rest of the movie. And more stuff gets revealed along the way on, you know, why. Thanos killed his parents or his family. You have several other characters that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a big action movie. The the characters. With zombies. Yeah, I mean, other than Batista, his daughter, and like one or two other characters, there's not really a whole lot of depth to them Uh other than just the little... (laughs) You know, this is who they are. So they want to go in and to Vegas and steal something, some heist. Right? Yeah, the uh, th- this high-ranking Asian businessman uh-huh. has a casino that he knows that there's like five hundred million dollars still in the basement of, right? And he wants that money. So they have, I think it was seventy-two hours to go inside this uh, zombie-infested world. To yeah. go to this bank and get mm. the money out. This just sounds like the premise of a Call of Duty game. Well, they have seventy-two hours because the uh, the U.S. is planning on a tactical nuke to destroy and get rid of all the zombies. Wow, you had to wait till Monday to hire these <laughs> for guys. business hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right, so question: Why does the world care about money right now? Well, because it's just Las remember, Vegas. Yeah, just remember, right? Las Vegas is the only place that's been affected by the zombies ah, at okay. this time. All right. So. so they're still running corporations and stuff on the outside. All right. Still business is normal. Yeah. Everywhere right. else. And then when when they go inside, like, there's – they kind of hint at the beginning that some of these zombies aren't the same as your your typical zombie. Some are a little faster, stronger, and smarter, mm-hmm. which you see in the in the commercial, like the trailer and stuff like that. But uh, the their reasoning behind that is, like, the zombies that – like, the original, like, first few zombies that were created – or that have lived the longest, mm-hmm. kind of, it's like they develop their brain a little more as they, you know, the longer they're alive. They went to zombie school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you, like, they have different classes of zombies. Like, you have the walkers, 
or the shamblers, whatever they call them, uh-huh. that are just like your your typical brainless, you know, mind walking zombies. Yeah. And then you have like another class, which there's less of them, but there's they're the, the strong ones, the fast ones that can think. They they kind of like form their own zombie I guess, posse, zombie military kind of thing, where like they're they'll all charge together and follow commands by uh-huh. the uh, the main guy. Huh. By the main zombie. Yeah, there's like there's two main zombies. There's the guy and then his technically wife. So who are given that they like talk in like English or they're just like no no no, no. <laughs> they, yeah they, they just kind of give out like grunts and growls and stuff like that. So it's like um, uh, Gemini Man. What's that called? I uh, am Legend. I am Legend. Yeah, kind of like, like I am Legend and Left for Dead combined. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a good good And good Ocean's answer. Eleven. And Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Sprinkle in some Ocean's Eleven in there. But, you know, you have your typical, like, you know, all these military guys going in for this thing. There's some backstabbing, some, you know, people wanting more money and things like this. So, it, it, it's it's a good action movie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to be, like, award-winning, but it's yeah. fun to watch. I mean, hmm. it's on Netflix. What else are you going to do? Yeah, you know, Netflix will be free. Supposedly, it's been in development since 2004. Mm. Yeah, I knew that um, Snyder wanted to do some more zombie stuff after Dawn of the Dead, but he got bogged down with comic book stuff. So. And then, like, another thing that uh, – a rumor that I found was, like, what Snyder said that while he, they were on set, like, he said this himself, he wouldn't allow chairs on set. Uh. Because this is supposed to be, like, one long, continuous journey. So he wanted people to, you know – Be, be tired. Be kind of tired and uncomfortable feeling, you know, where they can't just sit down and rest because they're in this – the whole movie pretty much takes place inside this zombie zone. So he, he wanted it to be more realistic. If they he wanted had real terrible. zombies on set, if they wanted to sit down, they had to sit down on like the, the car You've set. You've been on whatever. a movie set. Yes, I know. you got to sit down sometimes. Oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Well, okay, good for him. <laughs> and uh, the, like, the biggest thing I can say, like Batista, like you, you've seen him in like his uh, Drax and the, yeah, yeah. The, the Stuber movies and all this other stuff. He does really well with his emotional scenes. Like, you know, for for a guy that came from wrestling, mm-hmm. to me, I mean, he, the Rock he's kind of like you know goofy and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But Batista does really well, like he you know making you believe that like he's actually upset about stuff. Yeah, he he seems like he actually cares you know in the movie about things. So yeah, he seems you know to be the more talented individual to come out of the wrestling world. Yeah, but be a great Dom for Gears of War or something if they decide to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but, so that, what would you rate it? I'd give it a seven. Okay, it, it's, it's like I said, it, it's a movie that's definitely worth watching at least once if you, if you mm-hmm. like anything like that. It's a good action movie, and you know it's technically free. I'll as, probably as, watch it as tomorrow. far as Netflix. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, on to my movie news: Hocus Pocus Two yeah. has been confirmed with all the original cast coming out in 2022. Mm. I thought didn't we talk about this last year? I thought it was coming out this year. <laughs> well, no, it, it was rumored and stuff that they were trying to get it done and stuff, but now yeah. it's confirmed that it's actually coming out with. Everyone from the I original. I feel like every time it's confirmed. <laughs> All right, so what do you know about it? It's confirmed. I, I know that it's confirmed. That's I, it. I just All the original the- actors, even the original cat. <laughs> <laughs> the but, they uh, taxidermied him, put him like little cybernetics in him. He's a robot cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw this like right before we started doing the podcast. They sent out like a little notification on my phone. So I'm kind of excited. I, I always I love that. That's one of my favorite uh, Halloween that was movies. That so. one of the highlight Halloween movies to come on. We'll see uh, how, first off, how bad you feel after seeing how old these child actors are nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And how well they can 
transcribe like the most '90s feeling movie <laughs> yes. into like the 2020s. Well, you know? I'm, I'm sure, like you know, from the '90s when the 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 witches came back, you know, they were like, "Oh my gosh, this technology!" Imagine, you know, when they come back now, the internet. <laughs> they're gonna like, "How did they know we were coming?" You know, whip out a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> so but, uh, we'll see what happens. Interesting. HBO Max is putting out a, a brand new like movie, like exclusively exclusively to their. Uh, Stuff, which will be Batgirl, which I, I think it could be interesting if it's done right. The uh, I, I didn't get the name of the people, but the the same ones that made Bad Boys for Life, the newest one, oh, okay. which to me that's one of the best ones out of those. Well, I guess it, it's the second best one out of other is, than the is original. Is it Barbara Gordon? Yes. Oh, okay. Who's but, playing uh, Barbara Gordon? Uh, they they haven't announced a, like a cast for her yet. Okay. But uh, it, they're the ones that are going to direct it, and I really like the the Bad Boys for Life like movie. It was pretty good. And then Injustice, Gods Among Us. Yeah, I saw they're going to adapt that to a movie. Yeah, they're, it's getting made into an animated movie, which that's a really good storyline. So it's, that would be good to do animated. Yeah, maybe. it's basically like Superman and a select set of other superheroes and villains Go band cool. together to like take over, thinking they know the best for the world. And then Batman and another set of superheroes Injustice, and villains. Gods Among Us does not start when like Lex Luthor thinks president. Uh I think he's president. I don't know. And like but, Joker kills, makes Superman. Well, yeah, like this, destroy Metropolis. Well, no, in this one, uh, Joker makes Superman think like he somehow he convinces him that Lois is Doomsday. Mm-hmm. So he takes Lois up and kills her in, in like in the upper atmosphere, not, mm-hmm. you know, thinking it's Doomsday, and realizes that she's pregnant after he kills her. So uh, he, yeah. he, he lost both. Mm-hmm. So Superman kind of loses it. He goes like he walks through the walls and stuff and to kills Joker, Joker in prison. In the prison. Wow. And then him and Batman kind of have the at odds and stuff. And mm-hmm. He killed Batman's girlfriend. So All right. Uh, TV. So I watched a show called Mayor of Easttown. It's on HBO starring Kate Winslet. Um, it's got Guy Pierce and uh, Peter, uh, American Horror Story, Peter Evans. He's in, he's in Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's kind of like a crime drama almost a noir but from like a soccer mom standpoint so <laughs> it's not a comedy it's actually really heavy and serious it's got some funny beats and stuff here and there but um it's uh seven episodes and they're about a, mm, over an hour long each so but me and the wife watched it uh it's got two episodes left and uh, up to this point it's not bad um it's pretty heavy stuff uh they talk a lot about you know um, like sex crimes, and you know, uh, they they go into a detective's kind of psyche when they're trying to figure out what a person would do with a girl they abducted and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's a little bit of gore. I mean, there's some bodies and stuff like that here and there. Is Kate Winslet like a detective or something? She's the main detective of the town. Uh, it's some Philadelphia suburb, and um, she's like. Uh, the the way they depict her character is pretty interesting. And there's like two detectives for this town, and uh, they're all under this like hardened police chief. Um, she's been investigating a missing person for over a year, and the town kind of hates her more or less because she hasn't found anything. She was a high school basketball star, you know, when she was in high school, and she won nationals, and that's like her claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Now she's just like fallen from grace detective that, that's got nothing going for her right now. What her is hu- this on? HBO. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her husband's left her. Um, she's got like a slew of complicated relationships with her 
strange family members and stuff, and she's got a grandkid um, that uh, she's fighting to keep custody over for more drama. It's kind of a spoiler, so I won't talk that much about it. Um, it's got some very slow, hard beats with, like, uh, typical crime drama where you're just like, I don't care about these people. And then you find out, wow, I should have paid attention. I should I should have cared about that person, you know. So it's, you know, it's definitely worth the watch um, if you're into that kind of noir Chinatown kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting to see Kate Winslet take on a character where she's just tired and doesn't wear makeup and she's <laughs> exhausted. Mm-hmm. She's kind of pretty naturally, but still not like, you know. Well, typically, yeah, all her movies, she's like dolled up. You yeah. Know, pretty she, hair, so all this she stuff. chose a character where she kind of shows herself honestly and she's just like. Schlepping around like a slump of dick. Yeah. It's just like. Uh. E- eating greasy fries and, you know, just like tired of life and stuff. And uh, it's it's cool to see that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd give it a, I'd give it the watch. It's I'd wait till it till it's out so you can binge it because, like, there's so much minutia between the episodes that you really have to rack your brain to try and remember why this character is important. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be easier to watch and, and like, when you can in a binge. So, um, but, yeah, I've, I've actually enjoyed it. It's If you liked, um, what was that Denzel Washington movie? Little Things. The little Things. If you like that kind of vibe, that dark, weird vibe of stuff, and then sprinkling a little bit of Full House. <laughs> <laughs> just... Just for measures, yeah. <laughs> Sprinkled about there. There you go. So this is the show for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible review, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's got some family drama amidst like m- heinous murders. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I give it a solid eight, maybe even a little bit higher. But I don't want to rate it anything unsure until I know the ending. Um, it's kind of weird now that I've watched episode seven. It feels like. There's a lot of closure, but there's two more episodes to go, so I don't know where they're going with it. Plot twist. It's going to be like some (laughs) usual suspects. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what happens. So there's that. My news. There's a book uh, written by James Clawwell Clawwell, in 1975 called Shogun. It's about a British uh, navigator, calm down, Tom, who uh, (laughs) in the 1800s, who is uh, navigating some sort of Dutch trading ship, and uh, they they wreck or they get in um, they get in some sort of like a where they have to abandon ship, and he gets picked up in East Japan by the by a shogun uh, army or something. Anyways, their FX is making that this into a TV show, and it comes out this year. And apparently, it's been in developmental hell for a while. They've had to lose writers and stuff, and try and figure out how to do this. This was a TV show back in the seventies. Yeah, maybe the eighties. I mean, I hadn't seen this. this actually seen that show, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, but they're they're giving it like a a, a modern day rendition. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, it sounds interesting. I always liked that whole just a, the burning tail end of feudal Japan before they just burst into industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Last Samurai kind of yeah. stories. Those are those are really fascinating. I like anything to do with like you know samurai ninjas that kind of mm-hmm. if it's if it's a good story, not the cheesy. Right. Things, but yeah, we'll see what happens. If uh, I mean, FX can be kind of hit or miss mm-hmm. with their TV shows, so yeah. we'll, we'll see if uh, they do this one justice. The guy who's making it is Jason Marcus, and he did uh, Top Gun Maverick. Well, he's doing Top Gun Maverick <laughs> if that movie ever comes out in the Jungle Book. Uh, Justin, Justin Marcus. I don't know. I can't read my handwriting. 
Sorry. No. Sorry, creator of Shogun. <laughs> I, I feel like this show would be the perfect, like, Indiana Jones throwback, you know, scene to, you know, some samurai comes whipping out with a sword. Yeah. He just like, <laughs> the English guy just what? pulls out a pistol. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe he's got the flu that day. That's why he has to do it. All right. So, there's TV show. Bam. Video games. Games. So, games. there's a new game out. I watched a good bit of a gameplay of this. It's called uh, Hoods and Thieves. Or sorry, no, Hoods and Outlaws. Yeah. Came out 10 days ago. Yeah. Which I actually showed Mitch some stuff. So it's a 4v4 uh, PvP, but also PvE. Yeah, it's like a heist game, isn't it? Yeah. So there's objectives you have to do while dealing with NPCs and an enemy team. Mm -hmm. There's four characters you can play as, like, based on, you know, Robin Hood. So it's like Robin Hood, who's like, you know, one shot kill, bow and arrow. You got, you know, Big or Little John, Friar Tuck, who slings like this, like like the flail thing at church. Yeah. With the incense that makes everybody choke and gag. He's got that, and then he got, like, Maid Mary, and I'm guessing, but she's, like, a stealthy assassin woman. Yeah, but I don't know if they are uh, contributed to those specific characters. I think they're just, no, like... I think they're just named at, like, as, like, a little bit of a throwback to And it. they're, like, dark. They're not, like, you know, kidly. No, this oh, is no. not a yeah. kid's... Yeah. This is not a kid's game. There's a lot of blood and gore. So, they, the objective is you have to steal the keys from the sheriff, who's, like, an armored juggernaut, <laughs> who you can't kill, but you can stun briefly. So once you get the keys, then you have to find a vault, and then you got to steal a chest, and you have to take the chest of the, of the treasure, and you walk very slowly <laughs> to take it to somewhere where you can extract it, and that takes time. And in the entire time, the guards, the sheriff, and the other team is attempting to kill you. <laughs> but there's, like, little mini objectives. Like, you could take a spot where you can respawn there instead of at the starting point. There's a lot of, a lot of little stuff going on. The gameplay looked interesting. It looked like a fun little, you know, it's not free. I think it's like 30 bucks. To when I was watching what you showed me, it kind of reminded me of Assassin's Creed Unity where you could have yes. four on four and then like a mix of four honor with what the, way yeah. the gameplay is. That, that is bang on, Mitch. Well done. <laughs> oh. yeah. It looks like it'd be fun. Yeah, but, it looks like uh, it'd be fun. Um, it yeah. also looks like it could be a, a, a frustrating nightmare, like kind of you know with Outriders how we can't mm. navigate the battlefield sometimes how we want to. <laughs> You're yes. stuck on this wall it to go around like this corner. Yeah, like, like I'm. Oh man, this one inch lip <laughs> I can't traverse. So yeah. that game, uh, not a lot of. There's a good bit of reviews. It seems like it's pretty much a middle of the road. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are like. Read. Some people really like it. Some people really don't. Sumo Newcastle are the ones that made it. Mm-hmm. Heard of them. I've heard of them before. I don't remember what other stuff they've done. Based out of England. That's why you like them so much. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a closet yeah. <laughs> Brit. You're, just, you're trying, you're like Benedict Arnold of today. You're going to. He says no. He was adopted in, in, in the UK at one point. <laughs> I was actually born in England and I was adopted by an American family. <laughs> they have made notable games like Doctor Who, the adventure game, and Sonic All Star Racing 3. <laughs> Sonic All Star. Crackdown 3, that classic right there. Sackboy. Ah, Sackboy. All right, well, a there you go. Game. So, the game looks pretty good. Um, like I said, you know, middle of the road kind of reviews so far as far as gameplay mechanics and graphics. I would do it. I would play it if it, if it was free. Yeah, 30 bucks seems kind of... St- I mean, it's, yeah. it's a brand new game that just came out. You think Game Pass will probably pick it up? Probably. probably I mean, yeah. probably, probably in a couple months, but... Yeah. Well, if that's the case, we'll give you an honest review for it. <laughs> but if uh, this was made by like a different company, like you know EA or some, you know, mm-hmm. one of the bigger ones, this game would be sixty dollars right off the bat, and there'd be like an eighty dollars specialty bundle for really nothing that you need. I wonder, to. like, the, like what is it? Not Rogue Squadron. What's the other thing called? Squadrons. Squadrons. I wonder 
that $30 kind of price tag for these pretty games that have like triple a kind of gameplay appeal. It's just small. Mm-hmm. It's just the replay value is what they're selling you. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much money those actually make. I don't know. I don't know how much squadrons. Make. So I, mean, I, I, I know I like it got picked up by game it. pass. Yeah. Or with the EA. That's another thing. Yeah. How does Game Pass make money? I mean, I get it. We spend... Well, because you got to spend your monthly pay for it. But they have some games that came out, like, yesterday go on Game Pass. You know? Like Outriders. Outriders yeah, but slap those, out to Game Pass. Those people actually probably pay to have it put on there to, you know, to let people look at it. And then what are they going to do? Take it away from Game Pass one day? And then they're it, gonna... Eventually it will, yeah. Like, after so many months, it'll, you know, come off of Game Pass. Yeah. I'll be kind of done with the game at that point. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> we, we, we beat Outriders. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, but, like, PUBG was on or has been on there for a while, but it wasn't but PUBG was with. free. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying now that you yeah. could pay for stuff on PUBG, like the... Yeah, you know, that, that PUBG... We're getting sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> this is something to think Back about. Back on maybe. topic. Uh, coming up, stuff. Mm-hmm. News coming, <laughs> coming <Tonight. soon. laughs> Special alert! <laughs> um, EA, uh, whoever the director of Monolith Games was, has now been hired by EA to start their little sub faction that's directly going to do only massive open world games, huh. multiplayer, or just open world. Open world, just that's what they want to do now. Okay, so because EA hates single player games, yes, they do horrible campaigns for single pl- player games, just right. like they did for Battlefront One and Two, the new ones, not and the original. They've been quoted as saying that single player games are like we can't make a money. Thing of the past. Yeah, yeah, they're a thing. Of the, yeah, you only make money off of multiplayer games. The EA way, yeah, yeah, EA's all sell your soul. <laughs> so there's that. Um, also with Monolith, apparently a third Middle Earth game is now in development. Mm. Supposedly, well, this is from the Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor series, but this game will apparently take place between the time period of The Hobbit and The Fellowship of the Ring, featuring a new bad guy, which I don't know who, because there's just the one. <laughs> Sarah woman. No, Sarah woman. That's not, that's not a real thing. Sarah's sister. Saruman's sister. Sarah Woman. It'll probably be one of Sauron's generals that they'll flesh out more backstory behind or something like that. There's like nothing in Tolkien lore for orcs and stuff like that. Like, they don't even have. How many named orcs are there in in Tolkien lore? Gormoth. Well, Gothmog. He's the the king of the Balrogs. Oh, okay. Or the lord of the Balrogs. No, no, no. He's a Balrog. Yeah, they named him for the movie. Oh, okay. It's like in the Fellowship of the Ring Lurts. It's like he was made specifically for the film. Oh, okay. I don't th- is there a named orc? Uh, Azog. Okay. All right. That's all. That's there all. you go. There's a there's that's one I can think of. <laughs> and then it's like the Goblin King. If you, there's that one. He's just called the Goblin King. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Here's my card. Goblin King. <laughs> Goblin King. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> Limited Liability Corporation. <laughs> so, I mean... It, because the other Lord of the Rings game, the one that I was kind of excited about, got, well, the contract felt there. It didn't get canceled. Mm-hmm. So there's still a chance it could be picked back up. It could be done. Not holding my breath for it. Thank God the Gollum game got canceled because I was not going to play that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to crawl around a cave Man, for four no. hours? What's with Lord of the Rings, like, having such hard times picking stuff up? Like, the TV shows, let's let's face it, it's kind of hitting some, some, some ro- rocky waters lately. Yeah. You know, all these games getting canceled. Yes, you know, I think this the the most recent one was the the open world one, right? Yeah, and that one was like number four in the past 
what, five or six years? Yeah. Especially for something that has such a big fan base. Yeah. A massive fan base. <laughs> I wonder if it's the Tolkien estate, just giving them hell. I don't or... think so. Cause I, I don't think that's the case now, especially now that I think they sold the rights. But it, it, Lord of the Rings games, there's been a lot of games that have come out, like Battle for Middle-Earth 1, Battle for Middle-Earth 2, Lord of the Rings Conquest. Mm. Which was like Star Wars Battlefront, Lord of the Rings edition. Yeah, that was actually a pretty fun. Game. I really liked that. That game did not get any publicity. No. <laughs> if they were to remake that game today, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so. like they had the Fellowship of the Ring game sucked. I owned it. It was on PS2. <laughs> the best Lord of the Rings game I ever played was Lord of the Rings to Two Towers. Yeah, for I, a PlayStation, could, like level up your. It was like um, Diablo, but with uh, Lord of the Ring characters. Right? That's, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah sort of. But so. you either play as Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli. That's it. Well, you can unlock other characters, couldn't you? A sealed door. That was it. Pretty but much. That was basically just a skin of Aragorn. I thought you, you could, had the same. Moves. I thought you could play as Sauron at some point. Which was no, that's the bonkers. um, that's the Star Wars like Battlefront version, oh, okay, like okay. that, like Lord of the Rings oh. Conquest. I think yeah, it was yeah. called. But yeah, I did play as Sauron. <laughs> just go around <laughs> Mason. People. That was the coolest thing because all of a sudden you spawn as a character and you have to like zoom out. Because you're like, you know, 10 feet tall. <laughs> and you're just walking up murking people with the mace. <laughs> yeah, was that game was fun. Yeah. I used to jump game. off the wall in Helm's Deep and just go for it. <laughs> I just started cutting people down in yeah. the outer gate. So, um, the, if they really wanted to do a good Lord of the Rings game, just get something out there. It's like, hey, play this. Remaster the Two Towers. Yeah. And then, in a couple of months, remaster the Return of the King game. Because that game was also really good, but not as good as Two Towers. I think it would be cool just to see... And this sounds kind of dumb or boring, but, like, not even, like, a game. But I would like to walk around Middle Earth and just see stuff. Yeah. You know? So, so like, a VR experience of just, yeah. like, ex- like, like open a, world. Like, what, what, is, uh, what is Flight Simulator, you know? Yeah. Can, can there yeah. just be, like... Middle Earth Simulator? Middle Earth <laughs> Traveling Simulator. <laughs> you can sing songs while you go down the road. <laughs> I just want to go to the Mines of Moria and see what's there, and I want to go, you know, to I Mordor. mean, that would take years to do and build because it's like it because in Lord of the Rings like when they first get into Moria and Gandalf goes it's a four day journey to the other side look if they can make Skyrim and stuff like that they should be able to make this yes and Skyrim came out 10 years ago yeah I mean they can condense the size of the map you know to where it Mm -hmm. doesn't take four days to walk there but yeah yeah but there's people who would want it to take four days I understand (laughs) that Tom being one yes (laughs) Tom wants to look at these trees for five hours no fast travel (laughs) it's like walk to Mordor where am I the Shire you will suffer (laughs) you will suffer what the fellowship had to go through You will walk. It'll take you 13 months. You'll have those people that tape down the, the analog stick where it just walks straight for however many hours. Just eating Cheetos. Like, yeah, this is brutal. This know, game is a on. legitimate grind. <laughs> uh, that'd be interesting. All right, well, we got to move on to our subject of today's discussion. Star Wars. The original trilogy. Before we jump into Let's Murder Tom with our trivia, let's ask some legitimate questions. Do you, oh. do you have any legitimate questions? Well, I thought we were just going to like go over the, the movies. I think everybody knows what the movies are. But I mean, I, these I movies. Some, my wife's never seen them because she won't sit down and watch them. I have some questions. For instance, why does Obi-Wan never tell, or Ben, never tell Luke Skywalker while, he's, while Ben is alive that... Uh, Vader is his father. I don't know. I honestly think it's because that at that point when they've made A New Hope, they hadn't thought they of had, that. Yeah, I know like the production story behind it. I just wonder if somebody tried to like implement a plot device. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
No, I, I think because the only reasoning I could think behind it was because since Luke was like becoming a brand new Jedi, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want him to be influenced to want to go join his father because yeah. he finds out it is his dad. Yeah. Hey, so. the second most powerful person in the entire galaxy is your daddy. <laughs> your and, daddy. And he's a bad guy. <laughs> That's the only story reason I could think, maybe, but you know, like you know, it's not an unofficial reason, but. And um, so Ben is on tattooing to watch over Luke. Right? Yeah, he basically his, just keep keep an eye on him. But he's like forever away. I mean, I guess like maybe he could sense what the force mm-hmm. sand people are about to cannibalize him. I should probably step in or something <laughs> like that. I should. It's like, oh, I gotta go do my job. But like he never, like Luke never knows of his existence until he gets rescued by him. Well, he, he well he, he, knows, knows, he knows who he is. Yeah, he's he, talking about old Ben Kenobi. You know, that, yeah, that whole thing. He is, knows who, about him. Yeah, and then has he met him though? And I then his know. uncle is just like, ah, it's just some crazy old guy. He's dead. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's trying to throw shade. You know, don't, yeah, don't, that's not. I mean, they you don't expand know him on it. Where like you know, Obi Wan tried to like talk to like you know Uncle Owen to like like you know to train Luke at the right age mm-hmm. and you know kind of get him going. And he was like, "No, get the hell out of here," because mm-hmm. they were all afraid that Luke would turn into his father. Yeah, because mm. at that point they all knew <laughs> what Anakin did. The younglings. <laughs> I, I did find a, a little bit of funny, uh, like not trivia, but I guess fact, is they said that George Lucas was so sure. <laughs> That this original movie was gonna flop, <laughs> he went to Hawaii on vacation. Yeah, he said that's where him and Steven Spielberg wrote Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, yep. As their comeback, <laughs> yeah, to make well, money it's like their therapy. He, he thought know. for sure that Star Wars was gonna fail, and he just wanted something else for Harrison Ford to do. Yeah, they all thought that except <laughs> Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, who did not like the source material, did not like the <laughs> Obi Wan, hated to be recognized as it, was just like. You know, looked at the whole grand scheme of things and went, this is going to do really well, though. Yeah. And he's like, I would like in my contract 1.2% of the total. Yeah, he, uh, he was the only actor to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. So, yeah. Him and his wild hairpiece that is in different positions periodically throughout the entire trilogy. Well, I'm trying to think of some other. I mean, points. these movies were huge. Yeah, they are, well, they definitely were for the time being. You got to think like. For us, like I'm glad I saw them in the early '90s. Well, from our our perspective, we're on the other end of Star Wars, where we were born and we were raised with this kind of stuff. But yeah, you we, gotta, we were raised as the prequels were coming out, right? You got to <laughs> yeah. imagine like people who had seen action, weird sci-fi movies up to that point. They had never seen special effects like this. They yeah. never heard the sound effects done. Mm-hmm. You had the robot from outer space was yeah. like yeah. sci-fi movies. So like mm-hmm. to have something on that level, you know. It'd be interesting to see, like, you got to think, like, Lucas had to have known. I got a, I got a good thing going on here. I wonder why he thought it would be so bad, just because the story was stupid, because it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, but other than that, the eye candy is amazing. Yeah. And so. then it's like, oh, man, people really like this. And then they made the best of the three, which was Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my personal favorite one. But yeah, it's everybody's favorite one. If, if it's not, then you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, I just like the way that it kind of delves into more, like, most movies or whatever. Oh, yeah, this is the bad guy. That's why. Mm-hmm. All right, good guy, go get him. This one kind of delved into why this guy was a bad guy. Like, And that's to me, yeah. that's, like, one of the first movies that I remember giving more backstory to a villain. Because the first movie, there's not a lot yeah. of backstory. There's not a lot of, you yeah. don't really know anybody's motivations except, you know, money. Well, and, and so, I mean, Lucas always had an intent to make a bigger story beyond episode four. Yeah. And the, the, the book, uh, I think it's called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. That's what Star Wars is, or at least the Luke Skywalker arc is based off. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, and it's about the story, the hero cycle Mm -hmm. of Luke Skywalker, him being not knowingly born into this legacy of, Mm -hmm. you know, awesomeness. So, um, it's actually a pretty common thing. So, unlike Delgo, you know, (laughs) Luke Skywalker, well, or uh, George Lucas actually well did a good job of uh, adapting a whole bunch of other preconceived story devices into a new idea, and it made it its own, so... There you go. Great movies. I'm glad I saw them before all the other nonsense came out in the shows and the games. It was like, you know, original trilogy, and then it was like the explosion. There's a lot of things, like the weird stuff, the weird little creatures that are in the background, like eating yeah. stuff. And you always like look at that. I remember as a kid, like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then they just go away from it, and you never see it again. Mm-hmm. And I always like left you enough creativity and imagination in the background or just some little subtle insert shots here and there of those kind of goofy little, mm-hmm. you know, stuff mm-hmm. where you could kind of spiral out your own idea of what the Star Wars universe is. And then the problem, I think, is that everybody has their own imagination of what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. And where we are today, when people crave and demand there to be some more canon and uh, written hard and in stone universe rules about what Star Wars is supposed to be like, everybody contradicts everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Star Wars fans are the worst. Yeah, they're absolutely the worst. <laughs> they, we, the, I will wholeheartedly say they are the worst. And, and I had one question I got is, like, each movie, there's a time you know, gap in between what happened from the first one to the second one. Mm-hmm. How much time and, like, what happened between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? Because in Empire Strikes Back, you have Luke, like, leaving after mm-hmm. lo- losing his hand. Mm-hmm. And then in Return of the Jedi, he comes back in this all-black suit, like, totally confident. Has his own lightsaber. Yeah, it's like... What what happened in between that? I mean, I think it's like, like two years or three years. I can't remember. That would have been a good trivia question. Oh, <laughs> I mean, because they never really expressly stated in the movies or even in the scrolly credits. Well, yeah, I mean, it, he just kind of shows back up with all this confidence and enough for Han to you get carbonite. Yeah, <laughs> the funny thing about Star Wars is people love Star Wars but hate the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Americans. <laughs> We love being American, but we hate this country so much. So, <laughs> that's just Americans in general. <laughs> well, all right, uh, let's go ahead and torture time. Okay. You want to go first, Mitch? Sure. Some of these are easier than others, but uh, I just figured I'd well, kind of mix we, it uh, in. Explain what we're about to do for new so listeners. So we have decided, like every uh, episode, we punish each other and we used to spin a wheel and just randomly pick a person to punish another person with our fate TV shows or yeah. whatever that we wanted them to watch now we're making it a little bit more interesting and including the audience uh we're going to ask trivia questions based off of our topics of the discussion mm-hmm. and if you can get roughly about 14 out of the 20-ish questions that we which is a tall order yeah yeah <laughs> you know well, I mean, of course, it's rigged where you're going to lose no matter what. <laughs> no, one's, no one's won a category <laughs> yet. Unless you uh, are just like a Today's savant. probably going to be no different. Yeah. So, But uh, I scaled back a little bit on these questions. So we'll see how it goes. Take it away, Mitch. Well, our, well, my first one is, who was the captain of the Rebel Blockade in A New Hope? The captain of the Rebel Blockade? Yeah. That was trying to... Uh, Go after the Death Star, like stop him from getting to Yavin Four. Who's who's the captain of the sh- of the ships, like or captain of of the like the group of ships? Hmm. Well, I don't think it's Princess Leia. 
Is that your, is that your answer? I'll say Princess Leia. It's Antilles. Mm. Yeah, Tom. Wait. <laughs> He, he was he was the captain of the ships that was. Wait, like, are you talking about the beginning of the movie? No. It, well, it just says no because Captain Re- Antilles is the captain of the Ten of Four when they're escaping from Darth Vader in the very beginning of the movie, and he gets choked out and killed. No. Yeah. Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles. He's red too. He's not even squadron leader. I don't know. He's not in charge. Red leader was. I'm just. It just and then Luke it, became in charge when he got shot down. All right, okay. All right. Well, we'll flag that one. Okay. Circle right. back. <laughs> all right. All right. What? Country was Tatooine uh, filmed in for in real world? What country was it filmed in? Tunisia. You got it. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> All right. What was the first thing Obi Wan says in the Star Wars movies? Starting, you know, as production canon. Hello there. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean in the prequels? No, no. Oh. He says like that in, uh, in production, like with the original New Hope. Uh, doesn't he scream the? Well, that, that's, not, that's not a word though. <laughs> All right. He says it though with R2-D2. What, yeah. Speaking of R2-D2, who's the actor that played R2-D2? Uh, I know that one. I saw that earlier. Why do I want to say Warwick Dunn? It's it not him. Definitely not him. I know who it is because he played a, he played one of the midgets in Time Bandits. Hey. Uh, what is that guy's name? They like the term little people. Midgets is funny. <laughs> um, I don't remember his name. Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker. That, didn't I bring that up earlier when you were looking up questions? Are I was you, like, he's I remember. "Are you tracking the score?" Yeah, we'll we'll de- dependent on the the first one, but the, he's got two out of three so far. Okay, all right. Which character does not have an actor credited for playing him until Return of the Jedi? So he appears beforehand, but he's not credited with any actor. What movies is he? He's in Empire Strikes Back. Boba Fett. The uh, the emperor, he shows up, but he, there's no actor that's credited as being oh, him. Really? Yeah. All right. No. Not until Return of the Jedi. Where's the rebel base located in A New Hope? Yavin Four. Yes. Which main villain dies in the first Death Star because he refuses to accept the rebels can win? Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> yes. Played by Peter Cushing. What planet is Han Solo from? Corellia. Darn. It's not looking good for me. <laughs> How many Force users are in the original trilogy? In the movies. Are they shown to use the Force? How many Force users are in the original trilogy? Are you including Leia or not? Yeah, that's, what, I'm, that's what I want to know. Yes. Like that. Le- Leia is included. Yes. Okay, so Leia, Luke, Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, the Emperor. Five. Six. Yoda. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Yoda. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lucky. Yes, I was, because I was trying to make it a trick question by including Leia. But <laughs> What company uh, did Lucas form to create Star Wars Episode Four? Was it Lucasfilm? No, it was Earth ILM, Film. Industrial Light and Magic, oh. which is a famous uh, computer generation, uh, generation company nowadays. Who was the commander-in-chief of the Rebel Alliance? Is it the woman? <laughs> the, Mon, the other it was girl. like Mon Mothma. Or something. Yes. I like uh, 
<laughs> I like that Family Guy spoof where <laughs> Peter is Han Solo. And they're all sitting around the castle, and that lady is like giving them their like yeah. plans for the battle. And, 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 and Peter, Lois is like, Peter's like, who's that lady over there? Lois is like, I don't know, but I don't there. like her. <laughs> <laughs> it's some other girl, the only other Luke. girl in Star Wars. All right. Um, what is the name of Luke's gunner in the Battle of Hoth? He names him Dak. Yep, you got it. How old was Yoda when he died? It's an exact like increment of like his exact age. No, it's like exact increment, like 100, 200. Oh, 900. Crap. <laughs> All right. What creature attacks Luke in uh, Empire? The cave. It's not a Yeti, even I though know, that's what it looks like. <laughs> not the freaking Tauntaun. What was that stupid thing called? Oh, I know this. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. I know this one. Damn it. Five, four, three. I can't think of the freaking two, name. I know it, though. One. Hang on. No, it's too late. Let me tell you now. It's a Wampa. Wampa. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's a stupid Star Wars name. Wampa. What was Luke's aunt and uncle's name? Owen and Baru. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, I figured you'd know the uncle, but not the, the, the aunt. Okay. All right. What? Planet is Cloud City on Bespin. Good job. Crap. <laughs> what real world language is written on Darth Vader's chess piece? GNDN. <laughs> Goes nowhere, does nothing. <laughs> That's from Star Trek, sorry. Real world language is on his chess piece? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was actually, like, you know. I didn't either. Because <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> It'd be too easy to say it's English. <laughs> this that that's a that's a BS question. <laughs> Look, you're four away from from already winning. Damn it! Because I, I included the first one just to give it to uh, you. Arabic. Why not? Almost Hebrew. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Well, that makes sense since George Lucas is Jewish. You should have said that. <laughs> I forgot George Lucas was of the Jewish faith. All right. Um, so. The line, I have a bad feeling about this, is said in all three of the original uh, trilogy. <laughs> all right, Luke, 3PO, and Leia all say that. What movies do, does each perspective character say that? Leia says it in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And you said what Luke and 3PO say? Yeah. 3PO says it in A New Hope. And Luke says it in Return of the Jedi. Wrong. Luke says it in New Hope. Leia, Empire, you got that. And then 3PO says it in Return. Does he? Yeah. I thought 3PO said it in the beginning of the movie. No. Luke says it. He's the first one to say it in New Hope. It starts the whole... Because, like, everything Star Wars ever, some character has to say that nowadays. Oh. So. Damn it. Well, there's kind of dispute on my last question. Because you said this... Person dies, so I was going to ask you who was the only rebel pilot to survive all three original films. Wedge Antilles. Yeah, but you said he died. No, his there's Wedge Antilles and there's another Antilles. Oh, there is. I didn't know that. Okay, that Antilles is the one who you said was in charge of like Yavin Four, but he was killed in the beginning of A New Hope when he's the dude Vader is holding off the ground and choking. Okay, 
Well, but it'd be wedge anchovies. Maybe he lived. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you. <laughs> go ahead and ask him one other one. All right, this is my last one. Um, so, Kirshner directed Empire. Ir- Irvin Kirshner. Why you got to give me the production questions? Who? What relationship did Irvin Kirshner have with George Lucas that warranted him to be picked to direct Episode Five? Oh, he's his brother-in-law. What kind of questions? Ask me about the movie. <laughs> stuff that happens in the film. Come on, people know this stuff. No, they don't. He was his college professor. Oh, wow. That taught him film. Yeah, everybody know that. Well, I gave you the first one, and I gave you the Wedge Antilles one because I didn't know, and I wasn't mm. sure. So you got 12 out of 20. Oh, you're so close. But I will give you the... Uh, double or nothing the Double or nothing. <laughs> so either... What were the odds that C-3PO said... We're for navigating an asteroid field. 23 billion to one. 3,720 to one. Yeah. Knew that. <laughs> That's a big part of the movie. People seen that. Yeah, I remember those. And I remember the numerics. You knew my last question was going to be a challenging one. You're so mad about it. Look, so you can blame him because I gave you the two that yeah. I disputed. <laughs> I, hey, all my questions had definite answers. So I'm the only one who's gotten close to winning two of these. Yes. <laughs> Four ahead of us. Yeah. So... You didn't have a little bonus question? I mean, I can come up with one about the production history if you want me to. No, I don't want... (laughs) So spin your wheel and see if you get a movie, TV, or video game. Oh, I got options. Why don't you just pick? Why don't you just cut him some slack? Let him pick. (laughs) I mean, if you want to. It's like you want to shoot yourself with a revolver or or an automatic. A shotgun or... I'll let you choose. (laughs) I'm a nice man. (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, movie. All right. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I remember we saw this on a playlist, this terrible movie, didn't we? Yeah. Bitcoin, the best Of course we have to have a, a commercial. See, Bitcoin is the <laughs> sign of the Martians invading. Oh, oh, God. Man. It's the title card. This is so 1968. <laughs> what year was this? I have no idea. This is a testament to why Star Wars did so well. Santa sets up a fantastic automatic toy factory on Mars. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been saving this one for a bit. The Martian leader battles the wicked Bodar in a desperate effort to save Santa. Wise man of Mars. What am I watching? 1964. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that looks awesome. I'd enjoy that. Absolutely. Another reason, like you said, why Star Wars did so well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when did it come out? 77? That was the first one, yeah. So so 10 years after this movie? Or yeah. nine mm-hmm. years? <laughs> Quite a leap. Yeah. <laughs> Some dude in a cardboard box with a bucket over his head. <laughs> a robot. To X-Wings. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well... There so, you go. You were close, Tom. Like I said, yeah. I, I tried to make it easy on you. I, like I, I said, feel like every time we do one of these, you just start sweating. Like, I do. Through, I was. Like, no. was like, Whoa, he's getting close. <laughs> <laughs> there was some of a surprise you got. I would have never had guessed um, Han Solo's home planet. So, and I would have never guessed his parents or his aunt and uncle's name. I knew Owen, but I didn't know the other one. I mean, they said they say it in the movies. You know, like who Antilles and all that other stuff is. So, yeah. <laughs> I got another one for I you. I didn't know there was two Antilles. <laughs> This this one you should know, and this is just a 
you know, gimme. But what squadron did Luke become a part of in episode five? Rogue Squadron. You're right. Uh-huh. I never would have guessed that either. Oh. It is the actual Rogue who, Squadron. The actor who plays Wedge Antilles. Yeah. Who's he related to who's also in Star Wars? The Emperor. Ewan McGregor. Oh. oh That's yeah. his uncle. Oh, really? I just I have seen that on some someone on YouTube or something before. Yeah. The actor who plays Wedge Antilles. Isn't Wedge Antilles in the original trilogy? Yeah. That's Ewan McGregor's uncle. Oh, his his uncle. I thought you were yeah. saying Ewan McGregor was his uncle. I was no. like, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That was fun. Uh, if you guys. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, I mean, at your expense, everybody else enjoys it. So thanks, Tom. <laughs> you're, you're quite a trooper. Don't worry. Uh, I'm sure I'll get punished next week. You noble listener, if you have some ideas or some great ideas for trivia or things that you want us to discuss, please contact us on our social media that Mitch put out at the beginning of the episode, and uh, we will do it for the very next episode. Yeah, if you go to entertainthispodcast.com, on the very first page that it takes you to, there at the bottom there's a suggestions and a review, so you can leave a review mm-hmm. on how, how you think we're doing. And you can leave suggestions on what you'd like to hear or yeah. what you I'd tell you like what you to do. hear know more about or just put it out there. Lord of the Rings trivia. Like the, the audience can submit the questions to you two. And then I have to run the gauntlet of all the questions. And if I can pass the quiz, I you know, I'm good. But we'll if have, I fail, we'll, I have, I get double punished. We'll have to field the trivia because you know some people are gonna ask some crazy stuff. But but yes, please by all means throw it out there and we'll see what we can do. But anyway, we gotta get going. So uh goodbye from Mitch. Goodbye from Tom. And goodbye from me, Hayden. Goodbye. Goodbye, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get nervous. Another one. Goddamn.